new customers exploring their business aviation travel options in the COVID-19 environment. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. The novel coronavirus pandemic continues to impact the national and worldwide aviation industry. Regardless of which segment we look at, no one is flying right now as much as they used to, and we don't know when or by how much that may change in the future. That said, several charter operators and brokers report growing interest from potential clients who hadn't really considered business aviation in the past, but they're now looking at travel alternatives due to their concerns about social distancing and maintaining safe hygiene practices. People have come to us, and some of them have come to us uh, in lieu of flying with the airlines. They, they certainly like the idea of charter. I think some of that is is largely to avoid close-in experiences that you have at some of the airports and the TSA line and things like that. That was Taylor Butterfield, Flight Department Manager for Cutter Aviation in Phoenix, Arizona. Also joining me today to discuss this trend is Barry Goldberg, General Manager at Open Air in Washington, D.C. Barry, your air taxi operation primarily flies across the eastern U.S. and the Mid-Atlantic region. What trends did you see at open air as we first entered this crisis, and how has the situation evolved since then? Fortunately, the trends have not stayed, which is good because the trend was business disappeared completely. So I'm, I'm thrilled to report that for us, the trends have reversed and we are seeing a, a lot of requests for charters. The biggest difference that we've noticed is we're seeing a, an enormous number of requests for flights well beyond the range of a Cirrus. We have not seen a return of the business traveler for us. We're doing, a, we typically, based out of the Washington DC area, do a lot of flights into New York and that those flights have not come back yet, but we are preparing for a significant increase in our charter business. Taylor, is this similar to what you're seeing at Cutter? Yeah, thanks, Rob. We haven't seen a huge return of the business customer that is still staying on the sidelines, but our general business has picked up. It's mostly personal travel, a little bit of you know non-emergency medical travel. We're based in Phoenix as our headquarters. We also have operations in Las Vegas and Dallas, Texas. And so our niche is really a thousand nautical miles from each of those three locations. And we can cover most of North America with those three locations. And our requests have been uh, similarly, they've been people early on in this. We did, you know, we, we essentially flatlined from mid-March through early April, and we saw a little, a little spike right before mid-March. And now we're seeing people wanting to come back and self-isolate at home. Uh, very similarly, we have seen a few people kind of come out of their shells and want to start moving around uh, to... to other locations that aren't necessarily related to those things, you know, we don't, we don't, don't get into people's personal lives, obviously, or reasons for travel, uh, but very few of them are business. There have been only a select few business travel that has come back. So if these aren't the typical business aviation passengers, Taylor, who are these new customers? We have seen, I would say, about a 30% uptick in new clients coming to us. And of course, we ask them uh, where they're coming from, and the data is all over the place. There's no consistent trend as to how they heard about us or why they're coming to us. It's anyone's guess as to how we're all going to end up at the end of all this. But I would say we're, we're not out of the woods yet, but things are trending upwards. Marshall Miles is CEO of Fort Lauderdale Executive Jet Center in Florida. Marshall, I understand you've also experienced an uptick in new charter travelers. What are they telling you? 
I would tell you there's uh, two sides to it. So the first question is about the business itself because remember we have so many new people that have never done it. So I think here's where we all need to be so patient. People under don't understand. The questions are what is a fractional card? What does charter mean? How many passengers can the airplane take? What does it cost? Why does it cost that? What is an empty leg? <laughs> so we're getting everything that we take for granted. All the terms that we use every day are all new to, to these new customers coming in and they're trying to learn it. And through the business side of it, we're seeing where it could be someone's administrative assistant calling. I'm calling to try and understand what is a charter and what does it mean. Then the second part of it is once you've got them to the point that they're saying, okay, this sounds interesting, this could fit for us, then you get into the safety and health questions. You know, how often is the airplane cleaned? How do we know that the crew is okay? When's the last time the airplane flew? Where did it go? We had a clients here that were returning, they were going back to Ontario and they said, did this airplane come from New York? Or, so are we okay that it came from New York? Were the airplanes, uh, was it cleaned? Were the uh, pilots with the crew tested last night? So we're getting a real mixed bag of just business questions and I think that's where the patience comes in from all of us to explain the terminology and how charter works to the second side of health and safety. So it's quite a mixed bag. So it's just, it's way more questions than, not, than all of us are used to. Barry, what are some of the questions you're hearing? I'm getting all of the same questions that Marshall had, had mentioned with regards to uh, empty legs. Who's cleaning the aircraft in between the uh, empty legs? I think both passengers, the passengers have all asked really, really good questions. And frankly, we've had to adapt to figure out good, solid answers for all of those questions. And Taylor, what has your operation done to adapt to the needs of these new clients? We certainly have made the very visible and aggressive changes to, to address those needs and, and to protect our clientele. And I think hopefully that brings a sense of uh, security and that they are being taken care of. And they feel like they are getting a value out of their transportation. Uh, certainly they're traveling because they need to be somewhere. These developments also place a renewed focus on the general aviation airports utilized by business aviation operators. Rufus James is the manager of Fort Lauderdale Executive Airport in Florida, which recently launched a new advertising campaign specifically targeting these potential customers. Rufus, I'd imagine at least some of these new customers may not have even realized that a general aviation airport was in their backyard and available to them. You know, interestingly enough, uh, a couple of years ago, when the uh, call for uh, filling jobs in the industry and getting younger kids interested in the aviation industry, we took ads out in magazines, uh, radio, and surprisingly, we got quite a few responses from um, parents who wanted to introduce their kids to uh, the aviation industry. So realizing how effective those ads were, um, we figured we'd do the same during the pandemic. Uh, we do have four FBOs on the airfield. Uh, they're successful FBOs. When we look at our overall, you know, standing throughout the industry, uh, we're ranked number five, uh, top five G, uh, busiest GA airport in the uh, country. So with taking those ads out uh, in this scenario, we look to highlight the services provided by the airport. And so users have an assortment of means to operate in and out of the area. And so realizing the significance of those ads, it, uh, it, it allows us to promote those businesses and to introduce people to the option of using a charter operator and so forth. 
we feel that it is necessary at this time. And um, I think it will definitely help. So one other thing that we're looking to do, uh, in addition to the ads that we've been doing in certain publications, is actually getting a full story done on the airport. And we will highlight those four FBOs and uh, the charter operators and so forth. And again, some of these trade magazines or publications are uh, what your C-level executive typically uh, will read. But also we expect, um, you know, that first-class business traveler or that uh, uh, regular business traveler uh, will have the opportunity to consider using uh, charter operations instead uh, to conduct if it is uh, leisure travel or business travel for that matter. What are some of the steps you've taken to accommodate these passengers, Rufus? I know in most cases you'll have airports that operate FBOs. And so um, one might ask, well, why is the airport so involved with helping uh, tenants out and so forth, the airport essentially? You know, one of the key things that uh, stands out for me is customer service. And I speak to that because one of the things we want to ensure is that customers who will be traveling internationally have a good experience with customs. And so we do engage with our customs officers and the port director as well to ensure if there are any interactions that are negative to resolve that and uh, create that customer service type of environment as it relates to customs. Marshall, what impact have you seen at your FBO from these efforts? And how can we work to retain these new customers even after the pandemic has eased? We're looking at here is uh, we have a full-time cleaning team here now. We're seven days a week of cleaning the facilities. Everybody here, we want to make sure that are comfortable. We have masks, we have gloves. We have, of course, we have the plastic shields in terms of uh, reception at the front desk so people feel comfortable. And uh, we're taking every step in terms of distance and shift work and having uh, our own team space far apart as possible. And we're seeing a lot of our operators really doing and looking at that deep dive cleaning at the aircraft in between uh, every single flight. So we definitely see and feel a real difference, how people are handling it, who the caterers are, the car rental companies, because we provide all the services, making sure that the cars are disinfected, that the caterers are wearing gloves and masks, bringing everything in. So we're checking everything from the operator standpoint to make sure that our clients are safe. Barry, what are your thoughts? Right now, everything and everyone is uncertain about safety and what the future is. So to me, the obvious business uh, changes that we need to address is to improve our communications. We are dealing with a certain number of people that are completely new to charter. And I think if we excel in our communications, make sure that they totally understand what our cleaning procedures are, our safety procedures are, and uh, how we are doing the best we can to keep everyone safe. That's critical. And let them know that their plane has been cleaned. We actually cleaned twice, which is probably overkill, but it markets extremely well. Um, so we're focusing on a, a strategy of over-communicating and we feel that by doing that, because we think this, this is going to go on for a while, people should be chartering for an extended period of time. This isn't a, a one-off for these new first-time charters. They're going to do several of them. If we can convince them over the course of two or three charters that this is absolutely the way to go, it's, it's so much more convenient. It's so much um, more sanitary. We feel that we can 
convert everybody to lifetime clients. Taylor? So yeah, over communicating with the clients and answering all their questions as, as thoroughly as, as necessary to really reassure them um, and making sure the airplane is, is obviously cleaned recently. You know, it should smell like it's been recently cleaned and wiped down and, and that should be evident, you know, as they get into the airplane. We really do want to make it evident that we've cleaned and, and we are taking care of them. And again, we want to make sure that it, it is obviously a good value for them and that they have that validation experience that they they chose the right option and the feeling you get when you're at an exclusive resort and you have a great customer service interaction. We want every air travel option to feel that way when they do a trip, especially with us. As our industry looks to attract and retain these new customers, it's important to have materials handy to help educate operators and passengers alike. One such resource is the NBAA Air Charter Consumer Guide that provides an overview of the many considerations that arise when selecting an air charter operator for on-demand air travel needs. NBAA members may download the guide at nbaa.org forward slash charter. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store. Wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan. Flight Plan.